<laughs> What's good, yo? We back with season two. Yeah, we about to get real New York on So I'm saying, like, follow, subscribe. Yeah, we finna be live. Tell your friends to tell your wretched ass friends Thought we was gone, but nah, I know we ain't Thought you got to give us, but no, no, you can't Yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome back, pontificators Thank you for coming back every single week Um, We appreciate you, we love you, we adore you Thank you so much um, this week, let's just jump right into it. I'll go first. My, is it just me? Is it just me? Or do you hate when customer service is not customer servicing? When you call and they are doing everything in their power to not even hear your complaint, <laughs> you can't, you can't even get your complaint all the way out before they're trying to defer you someplace else or to tell you you're wrong. That is one of the most frustrating things in the world. So today, um, I called my union, which is taking $40 out of my paycheck every two weeks, and they ain't doing shit for me. So I called them. Long story short, we got a, uh, we got a salary bump. My salary is not accurate. The pay is not correct. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to nip it in the bud before I turn into a lawsuit, because I will sue. I'm not paying my, my proper money. So I called the union and I'm like, hey, I'm trying to speak to so-and-so. He's the like the guy who does the things, right? And I, I speak to his secretary and she's telling me everything but what I want to hear, which is connecting you now. Because she's trying to, <laughs> she is trying to get me off the motherfucking phone. I'm like, ma'am, you're not even listening to what I'm saying. And she's like, did you try this? I've tried it all. I tried it all. And now I'm here. And then she's like, she, she says to me, I'm going to tell you. And I said, Tell me how you're going to help me, which is why I called. What? And she's like, oh, you can just file a grievance. Now, one, that's the wrong answer. But two, ma'am, your job is to take a <clears throat> note down and pass it to the man who does the stuff. I don't need you weeding out the, the that's not your job. Your job is as a secretary. I'm not trying to, you know, demean secretaries, but this is not your job to determine what gets through to him. Just pass it the fuck along. So I ended up emailing him and I complained about her. And you know what? When I was writing an email about how rude she was, I was like, damn, I, I can tell she's black. I'm like, damn, another black woman. I don't give a damn. Because you know what? I have problems. And my thing is, if it was her pay that was messed up, she would like it to be fixed. I'm not trying, I'm not, this is not something petty. Like I didn't get a, a union pencil. I didn't get a union jacket. This is my salary. Everybody wants to get paid their money. I don't get paid that much to begin with. So for you to just be so dismissive because you assume, I'm not even sure what she assumes, but I'm just like, bitch, pass the phone along to the man with the plan. So I wrote an email to him and I, and I, the email was about the issue. And I also wrote, and additionally, you know, you know, it's official when you add additionally. <laughs> and I told, I told on her because I don't care. That's crazy. Also, you are my union. My 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 money funds this whole process. Uh. Advocate for me. That is your job. It is not my it is not my job for me to call you to be told to advocate for myself. I've been doing that. Now it's the next part where you do your part, the job that you chose to do. Right. So that's that. It's customer service, 
service the customers. Okay. I know it's a hard job. I'm also in the customer service field in, in, in a way. So I get it. It's, it's a lot of people calling all day, but I just hate people like just dismiss you without trying to help you or even then you explain the issue you have. Mm. Like you're cutting me off. If I, if I can explain to you what the actual problem is, you're just like, no, do this to this. I've done that. Right. If you let me talk, I can tell you I've done that already. What's, what is the next step? So that's my, just me. Yeah. That's, I didn't know where you were going as somebody in customer service. I was like, oh, where are we going? Um, guys, I don't have an is it just me. I have literally been so sick. I do have an is it just me. Is it just me or are you reverting back to the person you were before the pandemic? I honestly, I am somebody who like tie used to tie my worth up into like the amount of productivity that I can give. And I knew I was sick. I knew I was sick. I felt it. I felt the the inklings. I know my body. And I said, I can just push through. I can push through. I can push through. I even went out one night and had drinks because I had just like a terrible day at work. And, and I was like, this is not smart. This is not smart. But in my head, I'm like, you can push through. You're strong like woo. Guys, I am so down for the count. I can barely stay up today. I can barely say up. And I was like, all of this could have been prevented had I taken care of myself. But I have an aversion to taking care of myself, which is absolutely insane. And I know it. It's yeah. madness. And Asia was telling me all weekend, she was like, just take off, just take off. I was like, yeah, if I take my vitamins. Also, I forgot to take my vitamins one day, which is bad on me because I am really reaping the fucking, it is, I, I'm down. I thought it was COVID. It's not, I I thought it was strep. It's not, it's just a really terrible fucking cold. And I could, guys, I could just die. I, I text Ty and I was like, I, I texted, I said, I forgot to ask how you were doing because she'd been pushing through. I forgot she was sick. I said, she can't be sick because she's going to work. Like, I'm sick. I'm tapping out for the cause. But Ty's, like, going to work. She was going to attend an event. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I really was. And um, and I know where I got this cold from, which, oh, that originally was my, just is it just me? I, I know I got this cold from my uncle's funeral. Mm. And I know, guys, I'm fine. Don't worry. And I know exactly who gave it to me. It was these two crackhead women that were there. <laughs> and when I say crackhead, guys, I am pretty sure, 100% sure, that they were currently on crack. Uh -huh. And me and my family, we all look alike. And, <clears throat> you know, my father, his brothers, they all look like my grandmother. I look exactly like my father. But I don't know why these women came up and they thought that my uncle was my dad because they were like you look just like him meanwhile i'm standing right next to his daughter who says nothing and let these crackhead <laughs> women descend upon me and put their crack germs into my ether i haven't been i haven't been right since i mean they were lovely people they were lovely women they really were despite them being on crack they were so nice so empathetic I did hug them. I for, I probably forgot to sanitize my hands after, but they were like breathing in my ear. And I, and I, that's, yeah. 
Yeah, that's the side effects of having a large family. Yes. Can I tell you, speaking of crackhead, now I don't know if this lady was on crack, but I have to. I, <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm saying I I, I kind of hope she was because I can't imagine somebody in their right mind doing this. So earlier today, I was on the corner with my father and the family dog, which is a little pug. So we're black. We don't play that kiss the dog in the mouth game. That's not something we do. So this lady approaches the dog, says nothing to my father and I, just starts playing with the dog, playing with him, you know, uh, little doggy shit. Then she starts kissing him on his head, which I was like, wow, we don't even kiss the dog, right? A stranger? A stranger. She's kissing him on his head, kissing him on... Mike is... His name is Mike. Mike is loving it. And then she starts to make out with the dog. Her and this dog are tonguing down, like kissing in the mouth. And me and my father are, we, can't even, we didn't even say like, stop. We were just in shock. We didn't, we just stood there speechless until it, she, she done, she left and didn't say goodbye. She just walked about her business. And me, I was like, I don't know whose, whose mouth should be washed out, the dog or the woman. It was just so bizarre. It was so freaking crazy. And I was like, is she this on is drugs? It has to be a crackhead. I can't imagine somebody who's not a crackhead doing that. Was she white? No, she's black. Wow, we are really touch starved. We are love starved as a human. I have. Kid. I was in shock, and the dog. You know, we don't. We love the dog, but he don't get no Facetime. So he was all in it. He was like, "Oh yeah, makeout session." And me and my dad are just like, "What the fuck are we seeing?" And we just stood there in shock until it finished, and then we were like, "Well." Time to go home. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> it killed the vibe. <laughs> I am screaming. That is so insane. It was so wild, especially in your hood. I thought it was like a universal language to like not pet dogs that you don't know. Like you have to like ask the owner. I guess pugs aren't. Are pugs like a dangerous dog? No, not at all. Oh, probably they. She saw the risk. Yeah, Mike is very and oh, and Mike is particularly very calm. He he barely barks. He, I don't think he ever he barks at like the door, but he doesn't bark at other dogs or people none of that stuff. Oh really? Oh shit. Yeah, he's, he's very calm. Um, when dogs bark at him, he just looks at them confused, like what's happening? <laughs> like what's wrong with you, bro? Yeah, what's wrong? Why are you why are you bugging out? So, but I've I, I was disgusted. That's insane. That is actually insane. Wait, I just remember my is it just me? It's not really, is it just me? It's a cautionary tale. No, it is. Is it just me? People with big families, right? Everybody wants a big family until you realize you have to start ranking people and the the number of importance because if you don't, there will literally always be a burning building within your family. (laughs) Like there is always something going on when you have a large family because there's just so many of y'all. So there's like so many crises happen at the same time. So you really have to like manage your emotions and you really have to like ask yourself often. You be like, okay, is this a, I need to be here right now situation or this is a, it could wait until later situation. Because there are certain, like, cousins and family members, if something, like, happened, they're, like, in the hospital, I'll be like, all right, I'll get around to seeing them when I can see them. I'll give them a call, maybe, or whatever, whatever. Just because, not that you're, like, I love them all, but, like, you're just kind of low on my priorities. 
list of people who they care about because I care about everybody deeply, but I can't care about everybody equally because then that will send you into a stress ball of a life. And trust me, I have been there, guys. So like, I would ask, if you want like a larger family because you come from a small family, just ask for like a moderate number of people, like figure out how many people you can actually care about and then go from there because having a big family is not for the faint of heart. Like I was away from my family for a little bit. Y'all know I'll take a break. There are literally 27 fires that need attention. (laughs) And these are from top tier people in my family. The other stuff that I don't know about, I'm just like, I can't know about it. I can't know about it. I don't have no more space. I have no more space. It's crazy. All It's true. It's crazy, right? I really had to think about that as I was like on the phone with my cousin yesterday. And I was just like, man. (laughs) Man. Wolf. But yeah, that was my original. Is it just me? My mom's side is really big. Um, I think there's 15 brothers and sisters. Um, so it's a lot, a lot of them and like a lot of the cousins who are young, like my cohort of cousins were like in our thirties and it's like the early thirties and the late twenties, the next batch, that batch early thirties and late twenties. I don't know them as well. Mm. I didn't grow up with them. So they definitely get, they definitely get put in the back burner when it comes to like people I care about. Oh, one, I didn't, one, I didn't, I didn't grow up with them. They also live, I live a lot out of state, but also like. It's a lot of people. It's so, people. yeah, already the age is, like, you know, a thing. So then it's, like, the emergencies is, like, listen, I'm too detached. See, I wish I had, like, age groups of people. Like, I feel like my mother's side of the family, it's very clear because it was only six of them. And we all kind of grew up around. Like, it's fine. It's when I get to my father's side of the family and she had... She also had like six boys and a girl, eight boys and a girl. That's a lot. Yeah. And, but then the cousins. So like my technically second cousins, there are a lot of my second cousins whom I love and adore, but they're my father's first cousins, but they're all so much older. And then it's plus the intertwining that my mother's side of the family knows. So there is just, it's too many intricacies. Cause I'm like, Oh, I fuck with you. Cause my mom is cool. Like you came up. It's just too my, I wish, cause like one of my favorite cousins. Why is my favorite cousin fifty two years old? <laughs> like why? And my second favorite cousin, she's in her sixties. I just found out this woman is in dialysis. I said, "God damn, this is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <clears throat> I'm too young for these problems. Yeah, I'm too young. Yeah, Lord have mercy." You know who else is too young to deal with problems? New York City. And y'all know why. It's because... Eric. All right. So... (laughs) You know what it is? Eric is mad wild. Like, I I do... I'm not sure which episode, but I likened him to um, Donald Trump. In that he's very much in the media. He's doing he's doing so much non-politician stuff. He's just doing like shit. And I remember when I was younger, I always thought like, oh, if I was ever president or had the platform, I would just do stuff I wanted to do. And then I but then I'm realizing, no, you have to do your job as well. 
And I feel like Eric, like Donald Trump, like their mentality is like, I have this platform. I have these privileges. I'm going to abuse the fuck out of them. Right. I want to just do what I want to do with the title. Um, so for reasons unknown to me, Eric sat down with Marlon Wayans for interview. That's a weird sentence period. Um, cause Marlon Wayans is not an interviewer. He's not a news reporter. I mean, he's from New York, but he's not living in New York now. So I'm not sure why that's relevant. He's like old school. New- I, it, it, it's all, it's all fucking weird. It's all right, weird, He's like seventies right? New York. Like what's happening yeah. now. Yeah, I don't know why they have Marlon Wayne interviewing Donald Trump, I mean, interviewing Eric Adams, but he had an interview, um, whatever. So in the interview, uh, Marlon Wayne says to him, like, why can't you use your EBT, your food stamps, for hot food? And I thought Eric was going to say something. I thought, I thought he had an answer, right? And he said, I didn't know that. And I think him not knowing that caught me more off guard than the dumb answer I was expecting. Cause I'm like, you're the motherfucking mayor. You don't know policy? You don't know policy? Like, what are you, what are you doing? And he said, he said, I'm going, I'm going to look into it. Are you? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? He said, I'm going to look into it. Yeah, he said, I... he, 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 he agreed that wasn't right. And he's going to look into it. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Why is this interview happening? Why is Marlon Wayne's interviewer? Why are you? Why don't you know policy? Like, what is happening here? What is ha- what? What dimension have I entered that this is what's happening? I think he also asked him about like being in the club, and he said something to the effect of like, "I got to test my own supply or test the product." Which oh I'm like, "Oh my god, yes." Do you know that's referring to drugs? What the fuck are you talking about? Asia, Asia. Of course he know. Of course he knows that's referred to drugs. Eric, what are you saying? What is Eric? What are you, what are you doing? So, I, 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 and I'm telling you, a few weeks ago, I was like, you know, this is our black mayor, my my whole black alliance, you know, whatever. But I'm just like, this this nigga gotta go. He he ain't the one. He is just, he is, he is, he's a dud. He is. <laughs> Two thumbs down. Definitely. Okay. Here is my Yo Eric, your wallet. I'm going to start with a quote, guys. Um, Why can't we do a real examination of the rules that every, uh, wait. Why can't we do a real examination of the rules that state every bedroom must have a window, Adam said. You know when you sleep it should be dark. Instead of doing that, have studio apartments with shared living and working spaces. Now, (laughs) this is in regards to him saying that in order to combat the housing crisis that some dormitories, if uh, I may be paraphrasing, that dormitories should be... um, turned it to housing, right? And he said that he wants to push developers to start building dormitory style housing to combat the housing crisis. Um, And then he also said that he wants to bring back the uh, tax breaks for developers, which do developers need any more fucking tax breaks? Absolutely not. They do not need any more fucking tax breaks. But he said that we should um 
bring them back but so that they can give incentives for um developers to to want to build housing eric be absolutely fucking for real so the 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 um the tax cut he's talking about is 421a it's a tax abatement and it's just like it it will give a reduction in property taxes that you owe for the term of a program right now why the fuck would we give developers more of an incentive to make more money where there is no real fucking rights for tenants in a real way unless you're in like a um affordable housing situation or what is it rent stabilization if you don't be absolutely fucking for real if you don't be absolutely the fuck for real eric but then you have time to go to your son's album release party is his son a rapper his son is a rapper his son a jewel is, rapper his his son is absolutely a rapper um his son had his album release party at Say Less. And the niggas that know Say Less, they know Say Less. Say Less is the Thai spot. It's the popping spot. It took over, I guess, what um, C used to be. Um, but Say oh, Less is, C, is C closed? I don't know. I haven't been to C in so long. That was such an unenjoyable experience as a guest. Really? To be in the middle of a fucking club with 12 of your closest friends trying to celebrate a birthday. And none of y'all can hear each other. <laughs> C was loud as Fuck. I mean, don't they still open? The food was good, but C was such a loud freaking restaurant. I forgot whose birthday we went for, but we actually had to go outside and talk about how much we enjoyed our food because we could not, you could not hear the person sitting right next to you. Yeah, C is loud as fuck. Um, oh, yeah. His everything son, you're saying. Uh-huh. His son's name is Jordan, and the album is called Jordan. What a time to be alive. That's all I have to say. That is all I have to say. To be born... I'm sorry. Small tangent on luck. It's a real thing. Because the only thing that makes you born to the right family, as far as I know, is luck. I don't know what other factors go into, like, being born to the right family. Right? Like, I don't know. And imagine... Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something right now. I imagine. If my dad was Eric Adams, this podcast would be at the bottom of every single press release. <laughs> yo. I'd be like, yo, dad, after you, the pod, the pod, the pod, do the pod. I would, are you kidding me? Do you know what this feels like? Malibu. This feels like the black version of Malibu's Most Wanted. I don't know if anybody has watched that. That is Hilarious truly movie. one of my favorites. But this feels like Malibu's Most Wanted. The dad is a mayor. The son is a, a gangster rapper, but he's white. He goes to the hood, becomes indoctrinated in hood culture. This all he need. All they need is a napping, a little kid napping. Classic movie. Classic. This is because if this is politics, actually, oh, sorry, I literally just burped on the mic. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> I'm filled up on tea. She's holding it together, guys. I really am. <laughs> I I was about to say this isn't politics, but it is politics because it is. I I don't know if you saw the TikTok about like is this the NFL or the NBA? 
it comes to find out it's the motherfucking con- the, the congressional members. What was it? 171 can't get credit cards? Yeah, like 80 of them. I don't know the numbers. They were like bankruptcy, domestic abuse, jail. And these are sitting members. These ain't like back in the day. And everybody was like in the audience, NFL, NBA, in their minds. And then when he said, he said sitting Congress members, the crowd gasped. But here's the thing. I don't know if he was doing it to actual congressional members in the fucking audience. Because I'm like, you know what you did. Right. You know what you did. I would have a small inkling. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sounds a little too <laughs> close to home. <laughs> this, one, this one tangent about these congressmen, these congress people, rather. It always gets me when they're the most loudest and they're the most <laughs> insidious. I don't know the guy's name. I'll figure it out before and in this podcast and put it somewhere. But basically this older congressman um, who was one of the like, you know, top anti-gay, anti-LGBTQI uh, rights person with his personal Instagram was caught on Instagram liking like this 17 year old boys um, seductive pictures the boy is now of age, but when he started, he was 17. So the picture of like the kid with his like little butt crack showing and the congressman is like heart emoji, heart emoji, fire, fire. Wow. <laughs> and, then, and then it asks him like, why? Why did you do this? Why did you post? And he's like, I wanted to help him. How? What about your heart emoji, heart emoji, uh, heart eyes, heart eyes, fire emoji, fire emoji on the 17 year old's picture of his backside was helping him. Was it Rick like Maybe. Okay. But the funny thing is, like, he's literally posting from his IG page. So it's like, Rick his Allen pers- liked this photo. His- yeah, it's like, Rick Allen liked this post. Rick Allen commented. Like, it's like it's like Rick Allen. Correction. It is not Rick Allen. It is Lieutenant Governor of Tennessee, Randy McNally. R.E.P. Like, it's his, it's his like, <laughs> it's his job page. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, sir? And I just feel like it's just, and it's just like, it's a whole, it's, that's a whole other topic, whole, whole other, whole other episode, but it just, it gets me every single time when we have these mostly white men who are the most loud when it comes to uh, uh, squashing everyone else's rights and their freedoms. And they're into the most, I don't want to say, I'm not equating being gay with being depraved. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're into these things in the most secret, most secretive way and the most scandalous ways. Yeah. And it's just like, what is, what is the problem? I mean, I understand on a greater level, this is their career and being gay is, you know, the worst thing in the world um, for, for them, them, right? Have them tell it. And it's like, how about you just say nothing? Cause that's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could just say nothing, Right. You could just quietly check yes to ending rights. You could quietly agree. You could quietly say, yay, I don't want rights. But they go out of their way to make it their platform. Only to be caught in the act every single motherfucking time. Because isn't the voting anonymous anyway? But they make it their platform. They make it their personalities. (sighs) They go on TV. They're like, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, that. And then you're, you're... partaking in these things that you yourself have deemed as like insidious 
and so scandalous. You look right. a damn fool. An absolute motherfucking fool. Because also, you're not fooling anybody else. Because it's always the loudest ones in a classroom that's, like, condemning something. Like, and not to, like, and I'm not saying it in a derogatory way, but if you're like, oh, my God, like, the people who think they're, like, gay people, they should die or whatever. I'm like, you're gay. You're gay and you hate that about yourself. Got it, babe. Go to therapy. You got to somebody insurance. else. Right, you know, first of all, y'all got top tier motherfucking insurance. Work so, it out, baby. Move Work on. it out in therapy. Work it out. Like, stop. If you don't go ahead and <laughs> right, okay, it's all right, friend. It's not for commercial because we got to get into the, <laughs> we got to get into the get into it. <laughs> right, because this, I whatever. Um, so we're gonna pay our bill. With our message and we will be right back okay guys and now we are getting into our so boom this week we had a whole other topic for you guys and then asia sent me this tiktok and i said this here this is the episode <laughs> this is the episode because the discourse around being a pick me um, I, I find it to be very fascinating. And what was more fascinating is Asia sent me a TikTok of a woman explaining why she was a pick me and how she got to that choice. And it was devoid of like judgment for herself. It was just really like an explanation. And she was like, look, I used, I used to be a pick me or maybe she was, is she was like, this is how I, I, that's what she said. She said, this is how I became a pick me. And then she explained her, her, um, excuse me, she explained her position and I said, this is quite informative and this has opened up a a part of the conversation that I feel like people are lacking. And Asia was apprehensive because she didn't want us to bash the pygmies. Um, But I, I think it deserves a deep dive because what I think is at some point, everyone is a pygmy. And then through trial and error in life, you become um, unconditioned, mm-hmm. reconditioned um, into forming your own opinion about what you think your your worth is, what you deserve, how you operate and maneuver in, in relationships. And also, like they say pick me's, and we're always referring to women, but pick me's are also men but we just give them another name. Those are the passport bros of them all. Those are, um, somebody online said it's simp, but like also stay off of urban dictionary because I am pretty sure why people are writing that. And this is also another thing that I found interest- interesting is how white people are now co-opting, um, the term pick me, um, push, which is run by Courtney Kardashian. They have, they call, they called it a syndrome, um, I find that very ironic because aren't the Kardashians anyway, moving on. So I'm going to start with just a little light, um, <clears throat> sorry, definition of what a pick me is. Okay. So this is from 
this stupid no it's not stupid oh everybody uses urban dictionaries definition so let me just give you urban dictionaries definition and i'm gonna tell you how i think it's different so urban dictionary says that a pick me girl is a woman uh, is a girl who seeks male validation by indirectly or directly insinuating that she is not like other girls in quotes basically a female version of a simp which that is not correct that's how i know a white person wrote that characteristics of a pick me girl uh lets men walk all over her because of her in quotes carefree demeanor only hangs out with men because they're un, un in quotes unproblematic exerts qualities and characteristics of her male counterparts that were not initially present to be more likable and relatable to them um yeah um and then there is uh another definition pick me girl is very easy to distinguish for other girls but men tend to fall for it very easily a pick me girl will rave about how she only hangs out with the male species because it's easier and less drama filled but in reality non-pick me girls just don't claim her uh that's very judgmental um she will go out of her way to make fun of a girlfriend for something private or embarrassing they told her in front of a group of guys to make them like her less it goes without saying that she will um act completely different when around other guys versus when they are alone with her girl to girl will constantly remind you that she is not like other girls and she doesn't try around other boys because they like that she's natural and wears sweatpants and might even go out of her way to say that she is like a sister or mom to her male friends. Men fail to identify this type of pick-me-girl because she tends to flex her male relationship on other girls and hypocritically complain about pick-me-girls in front of the guys. Overall, very misogynistic because she wants men to like her. Don't be fooled. Take in men because your girlfriend probably sees it more than you do. Um, yeah. I just want to um, <clears throat> chime in real quick. When, like, so based on what you were saying about, like, a white person, I feel like in my... in during my research and just how I define a pick me today in this current times, I do feel like it's very different for black people and white people. Like, I feel like the pick me uh-huh. is the pick me isms are very different. I feel like a lot of articles I read were from a white standpoint, um, as opposed uh-huh. to a black standpoint. Cause I feel like the white people, um, being a tomboy or being a guy's girl, that's their pick me. And I feel like for the, like, when I think of like a black pick me, I don't see I don't see black girls fitting in with guys. I don't see them wearing sweatpants. I don't see them doing those things. I feel like black pick me's are more like the subservient kind, like they lean into femininity. Mm. And I feel like so the, I feel like the, the white pick me leans out of femininity. Femininity, mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes, guys. And the black pick me leans into it. Oh, I see what you're saying. So I was going to get to that because like throughout all the definitions that I have read about pick me's, right? I just automatically assume, and this is where my judgment and I have to check that comes into play, right? When I read that, I'm like, oh, that's just white women. Mm. White women are, and not the white, I'm now I'm thinking there are a few white women in my life who just are not here for the to live for the male like male gaze and male validation but in large part there are a lot of white women who live their lives to be married to like find the attention of of male find male attention and then whoever in their way be damned 
And that's what I think. Now, when it comes to black pygmies, you are, I think you're right because now this is where we, um, where it's tricky, but this is where the Christianity and the judgment comes into play. Um, This is a woman came from man's rib. I'm going to serve my man. And there is a place where that is not toxic. That is not considered a pick me because I'm never going to argue with someone about their position and their religion. And I do understand that it go like for me and religion, it goes both ways, right? Like you can be, you can be subservient to your man and he can be subservient to you. Like whatever y'all worked out is whatever y'all worked out, but it's when you um, bring your misogyny into play and then um, attack other women because of that, that I have a problem. And I just want to say, like, I think where, I think for the, where, where it differentiates or where we see the two, two sides, I think it's because like white women are the default feminine women and black women have been masculinized, masculinized so much that mm. we don't, we don't like our, like, for instance, white women are feminine, right? So when they're a tomboy, that's how they differentiate themselves, right? Like they say like, 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 like New York girls are so fucking hood, whatever, whatever, right? So it's like for mm. a black pick me, she leans all the way into her softness and that's how she mm. differentiates the other black girls are hard. The other black girls are so ghetto. The other black girls are so hood, so masculine. But me, the pick me, I'm, look at me, I, I do for my man. I'm soft. Right. The man leads. And I think the reason why it's different is because black women have never had the, we, we've never had the position of being feminine from the, out, from the outside world, from society. Society has deemed us either over-sexualized or masculine, especially when it comes to like a, like a dark-skinned black woman. So I feel like the counter of that is leaning into it. Like, no, I'm extra feminine. I only wear heels. I wear makeup every single day. My hair is always done, right? And that's how I'm not, the other girls are lazy. The other girls are this. Whereas white women, they're feminine by default. They wake up and they're just these fucking princesses. So they different. So they can be different by saying, I'm not like that. I get to wear, look, I wear sweatpants. I don't like makeup. Those girls are just extra girly. Yeah. And so I feel like that's where the difference is I was I will say this as somebody who has a lot of white friends and studies whiteness because I've been in a lot of white spaces that actually isn't true all white women are not created equal which I find to be very weird they have their own set of um I think when they like white women they they're talking about those like the blue the blue haired blue no not blue blonde hair blue eyed (laughs) white women the the brunettes that's um with the athletic but they have their own different types of stereotypes like as you were saying that I was like okay not every white woman they do Mm -hmm. have their differentiations and like if you're a ginger be damned if you are a unattractive brunette you might as well just go ahead and walk a dog into the ocean. No, I like, mean, I mean, as a whole, really. like not, 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 yeah. not dissecting their individuality of them. Yeah. Just where, our, where our two yeah. starting points are at are different. Right. White women. Yeah. But I, sorry, their default is feminine by society okay. standards, and a black okay. woman's default is unfortunately masculine by society's thing but racism patriarchy white supremacy right we start off in the masculine position because i don't even fucking know why right so when so right the way we the, the way we show our pick me isms 
are leaning opposite. Because because all this right. talk about being a tomboy, I was like, I would never, and I don't think about white people in my everyday life. Let's let's I just don't, right? So when I'm reading articles, I'm like, tomboy? I can't imagine a black girl being a pygmy by being a tomboy. That wouldn't fly with us. That's not how that's our pygmies right. show themselves differently than white people. Our pygmies mm. are, like I said, the pretty girls. My makeup is always done, my hair is always done. I would never leave home with my makeup not done. Whereas the contrast yeah. to that is white women, their pick-me's are, look at my crazy, messy top bun. I'm wearing sweatpants. I drink beer. And that's, mm, that is, it's a okay. very, it's, there are two different worlds of pick-me's. I see, I see what you're saying. Cause like the white pick, I, and now I, I see what you're saying. The white pick-me is like a woman undone. Mm-hmm. Whereas a black pick me is a woman so put together in her way of being put together. Cause right. You can be the string pearl, sorry, like AKA looking ass. I'm not saying all AKAs are, but that, that tip atypical, like Stepford wife type of look, or to be like a hood girl, to be a pick me, like you're always like, you're never wearing a bonnet. Your hair is always done. You are always presentable when you go to that type of, now I understand what you're saying. Yeah. That is absolutely it's so, true. It's so okay, and so okay. Let me just go back to the beginning. The reason why I was apprehensive about this conversation was because it's like the chicken or the egg, or like the snake is eating itself, right? Like even us talking about the pygmies can be perceived mm-hmm. as being pygmies, right? Because it's like we're we're not those girls who are pygmies, right? But then to some and every and unfortunately everything. Uh, <laughs> I hate that men are so centered in everything, even when we're not even centering them, they just fucking are, right? So it's kind of like, yeah. to a man hearing this, perhaps, right? He'll be like, oh, I like those girls. Those girls aren't pick Those girls are so authentic because we're talking about pick right? So that was my apprehension. Like, even in, even in critiquing the pick right? It can be perceived as us saying, we're not like those women. In turn, mm. making us a different kind of pick me. Is that what I'm saying? Even though that's oh, like, not our intent by any means. Don't, uh, uh, men, don't pick me, please. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> do not pick me. Do not pick me because I stand with women 100%. Um, right. But in just, in just defining what they are and defining what we may not be or who we aren't, it it can mm-hmm. be a way of also saying we're we're also a pick me because we're like we're not we're not those girls who who do things for the male gaze. So then you have men who are like, oh, I like girls like that, and it's like, damn it, mother, I did, this is not where I was See, going. But but this is a. But this is the thing that makes it very tricky about... Th- that's why I wanted to dissect it and not judge it. It's because, like, what's happening now, what I see so often happening now, it's, like, people's insecurities now come into play where how they define what a pick me mm-hmm. is. So it's, like, okay, if I'm somebody that's just, like, I don't take up a lot of space, I think I should make myself small, and maybe not, like... Um, <clears throat> consciously but like this is just how I operate in the world like I think that I should be you know as you said like the man is the the head and the woman is a tail type of thing like I shouldn't have that many opinions let me whatever and then when this this type of woman sees another woman come in and she is assert not yeah like she's assertive she's herself she takes up space and it's like oh look at that pick me look at her she wants the attention of men and it's like no love I'm just coming in the room being right. myself but because you have this insecurity now you want to define me as being a pick me when that's actually not 
that's actually what's not happening. What's happening is your insecurities are running rampant and you have a little bit of envy or mis- or misunderstanding about who this woman is. And then that's the rub that I think is yeah. happening. Because like if we, going forward from this conversation, if we were to define what a pick me is between the two of us, right? I think we can safe to say that a pick me is a person because we're not just going to say women, but we're going to talk about women because that's the hot topic on the internet, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I will talk about pick me men soon too. Um, so we're going to say a pick me is a person who um, contorts and conforms themselves in a way for the um, for the attention um, and to likely be chosen by the the sex that they find that they're attracted mm-hmm. to, right? And they will, for this attention, insult others in a negative way to make themselves seem better, right. different, unique. That's what our definition going forward from what a pick mm-hmm. me is. So with that being said, I think... And like I said, I think everybody at one point was a pick me until you realize, hey, no, because at one point in my life, I was like, oh, I don't hang out with women because hanging out with guys is easier to me. Now, thinking back, I was one of the only girls growing up with my cousins. So, yeah, I will rough house with the boys. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I that's where I feel more comfortable because that's what I was conditioned to do growing Mm up. I had girl cousins, but they were older than me and I wasn't around them. So I didn't really get that much of a, a girl experience. I had like girlfriends in school, but also with me knowing that I've never like lorded that over other women. Like, oh my God, y'all so filled with drama. Now I did used to say like, I don't don't do the drama. And And to this day, I don't want to do the drama. Now, will I be drama adjacent? Absolutely. Drama makes life very interesting, especially if I don't have to, if I don't have to be invested in it, give it to me. But I'm glad that what I realized in my um, evolution of as a woman is was like, you know, I watched all of these movies growing up and I will say I was raised by movies. and, And one thing you always saw was like, the connection between women. And I was like, okay, I need that. So what did I do? I got a group of girlfriends and I realized, oh, I love being a girl. I love being around other women. I love how we are different, the same, insane. And that's just me. But I also can, at one point, can be friends with men. But men are exhausting to me. I'm not going to hold you. Um, Being a friend... But a man is not for the fucking fame. So heart. Ty sent um, these two tests out earlier. <laughs> I took them right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I love a BuzzFeed test. If BuzzFeed is going to tell me how old I'll be when I die based on how many croissants I like, I'm taking the test. <laughs> if BuzzFeed is Ooh. telling me, plan your ideal vacation and we'll tell you your daughter's first name, I'm there. I don't know the rhyme or reason, but I love a, I love a I love a multiple choice test. Um, and it was two tests. Other one, I'm not sure of the other, other website. But um, speaking about the drama, oh. one of the questions was like, I don't like drama. And I do find the second test to be a lot more manipulative than the first one. Because mm-hmm. 
I don't like drama and I don't associate that with women. I associate that with human beings. Right. And so I'm <laughs> answering that question. And I was like, I, but I don't like drama. I say it all the time. And I, I when I say I like drama, I don't, I'm never referring to women or men. I'm referring to drama by any sex that is bringing it to me. Um, because men are dramatic. Hello. Do we not, are we unaware of the, 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 the emotional and uh, this is, this is kind of a tangent, but I just think about the fact that like, I've never been rejected by a man and thought to murder him. Never. <laughs> never in my life has a man not wanted me. And I said, murder, right? Never. It's just, it has never, maybe myself, I'm like, man, I got to end it all. But I've never thought to inflict harm on, on a man because he didn't want me, right? Um, so I don't attribute drama to women. I attribute it to people. And I'm being serious. Men are men bring more drama to my life than women have ever brought to my life, ever, right? And um, Ty knows I've been on the on the, the I've been on the very lazy journey to have more male friends because I was younger I had a lot a lot of male friends, but I've never wanted my male friends over my over my female friends. It was just like I like I like the balance of having um, different kind of friends, whatever. Yeah, it's so it's so funny that you said that about men and drama because I think that's where I I um I almost said unfortunately <laughs> I have had a career where I've worked with a lot of men, um where it was like either me and one or two or three other women I think at most like four, so I've been around men a lot so when I double down and say it ain't for me no more, but I will say. Men gossip more than women. Men are, um, and I'm going to say some men. The men that I have worked with, I will say, I can say that fully. Men that I have worked with gossip more than women. They keep drama going more than women. They double down on things. Like, they can keep a thing going. And that's when I realized men were the problem and it wasn't women. Right. Um, What happens is you... Men, they I think they do a good job at um, some men find a good job at pitting women against each other for their attention. And if you um, like the the TikTok that we were talking about that made us start this conversation, the woman said that she became a pick me by circumstance because she was never chosen growing up by men, by people that she found attracted to or desired. So what happened to that? What happened to her was like in order for her to kind of like stand out to these men, she inadvertently became a pick me, right? Because she wanted to be chosen by these people because it's a part of you that starved. And like, we will never say that, like, I don't want to be chose. I I joke about that all the time with my friends. Like, oh, I'm trying to get chose tonight, but I'm also doing the choosing as well. Like this is a mutual choosing thing. Um, So, that's what I found really interesting about her. She was like, so like women who are not, I, I think that are late bloomers. And I think some grace needs to be, some grace and some understanding needs to be given to those type of women who are just actually navigating something new for themselves, right? And some women, they get the opportunity to navigate that early in life because they were the cute girl or men are attracted to you in some way. So you, you find a way to negotiate that for yourself. And I think that women who kind of just like develop or flourish later in life, they don't get that grace and they are often called pick me's when really what's happening is 
they are trying to navigate something new for themselves. Um, now, them navigating that newness for themselves may also put other women in a bad spot. But that's where grace comes into yeah. play, I think. As you were saying, I was thinking about myself. Like, I was a... Well, I don't know what people call late bloomer, but I... I guess I bloomed late. Like I didn't. I never had a boyfriend in high school. Um, I had my first kiss when I was like, I think nineteen or twenty. So I guess that's late blooming. I'm not sure. And then from there it was just woo. Couldn't. Um, I'm on the whole train. But <laughs> I remember even like if I if I think if I really think back to like a yesteryear of who I was, like I took pride in being like funny in a way that my more conventionally attractive friends weren't right so mm-hmm. i don't think i'm ugly by any means but i am fat i've been fat my whole life i had a, I had a, I had a brief stint in skinniness i've been fat my whole life now i've had the pleasure or this pleasure like the, i've dated men who weren't trying to use me like i said before in many episodes ago i've always i'm the bum in my relationships always have been always will been baby claim me make me your dependent right um <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah i haven't i have i haven't had the experience where i hear some people say like you date fat girls to like have them do stuff for you i haven't had that experience right but before i had those experiences i had no experience right and but I, what i've always had was i'm just likable and i'm funny and i can kind of fit into any conversation right so I think I did have a brief stint in pick me right where it was just like well yeah someone so is cute but they're dumb right mm. and like that's what I had but like 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 you were saying Ty it's because grace needs to be given in a society where personalities don't get you anywhere sometimes right so mm. I'm young. I'm seeing my friends date. I'm seeing my friends get boyfriends. I'm seeing all this happening and it's not happening for me. And I want it because everyone else is happening. Everyone else is going on dates and they're having sex and they're kissing and they're holding hands and I'm having nothing. Right. So it's like, okay, what qualities do I have that they don't have that I could maybe make shine. Right. And because we're not taught. Yeah, we're not we're not taught in an actual way how to make ourselves stand out without putting others down. I think it becomes mm. the default and then you grow up hopefully and you're like, I don't have to do that. I could just put myself out without bringing someone else down. Right. And then, so I had that happening, which I mean, I will say it was very brief because some, cause then I started dating men who like fat girls and it didn't matter anymore because my friends weren't fat and I was the fat one and men like me and I like them. So it was like, Oh, yes, this worked out for me. But then also like I had a brief stint in being religious and I think that plays a huge, 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 huge role. Did you? I did. This is news to me. Let me say this. This is, again, another episode. <laughs> 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 but um, first of all, if you're Black, you're a Christian by default. <clears throat> it is what it is. Christianity, in my, in my opinion, Black Christianity is like Judaism, where it's also ethno-religion. That's how I feel about it. I feel like... I can go into a church and no one is going to be like, that girl's not religious. Cause I know all the call and responses. I know the etiquette. It's cause I'm black, right? I'm a black person. I know how to navigate in the Christian world. It's because you're black. It's just, it is what it is. You, you have, you can never go to church a day in your life and you know how to be a black Christian. 
some things may be tricky, but as a whole, it's part of our culture as well. Um, But for a brief period of time, I was like really religious and like really focused on like uh, having sex after marriage and all the Mm. things that I'm supposed to have. Right. So then it's like, I remember like seeing not, not, not really my friends because I was able to like separate them from my other judgments, but like seeing other girls like getting pregnant in junior high school and high school and all this stuff. And I was just like, you know, yeah, they're having fun now, but they're going to be single moms. Just very judgmental shit. Very judgmental shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because I felt better than them. I thought I was, be- I was better than them for not having sex and not doing these things. And it was like, I was no better, clearly. But I feel like that also plays a huge part in it is like your cultural and your religion upbringing. Like it really puts you on a pedestal of like, you're better because you're saving yourself for some man that, guess what guys, may never come. And I mean that figuratively and literally. <laughs> and as you say that, oh, go ahead. No, finish. I was wrapping up, but it's just it's just so crazy when I like took myself out of religion and kind of was like, this is not for me because it just really wasn't for me. And it was just like the idea that like, people just had to live their own lives, like live your own. And I, I think we were talking about this last week because we I think we touched on this a little bit last week on like pick me culture and stuff like that and it was just like as long as you're not harming people and you're being safe to make keep yourself alive like do Mm. you like it doesn't make you a better person or work it doesn't it honestly doesn't matter what you do like life is life is to be lived and sex and dating and all that stuff is also part of the living experience yeah as you were saying this, I was like, it's it's the good girl to pick me pipeline, right? You're indoctrinated. Because I also was someone who was like, I'm not going to have sex until I get married because that's the things that you were told to be like a quote unquote good girl, to be a good wife. Until I realized, I don't want to, I don't think I want to be a wife. Maybe if I have a baby, I want to be a wife, but I don't want to be a wife. I want a partner. I want somebody who's like equal, like where like me and my man will have a very clear understanding of like where we're going, what we're building. Right. And then, yeah. So I think that's also like where you are raised, especially in the Christian world to like save yourself, to give yourself to a man, to, to, to all of these things of like gifting yourself as if you're like, not even a prize, but something to be traded for. Mm-hmm. Um, which <clears throat> I think what happens subconsciously is like you think that you are in some way a transaction, mm-hmm. which is really fucked yes. up. <laughs> now that I'm like putting it together, and maybe I've put it together in, in another way, but it's just like and huh. more and and. Hmm. And more than, more, okay, not more than, but because you are a transaction, right? You have a value that can be depreciated or appreciated, right. which is also very crazy because you should never depreciate yourself, right? So now it's like you've had sex with a man. You're, you're taking away that from yourself. Now you're like, well, now who would want me? Now, now that I've had sex with a man, I now have to date men who are not what I want because I've, I've lowered my value. Right. Right. And it's very important for me to maintain my value and I can, and how I maintain my value is pointing out who's lower than me. 
because mm. she's had two yes. sex partners, so she's worth ten dollars. I've had none. I'm worth a hundred dollars. I'm I'm the prize. And we and and because you right. can't tell who's had sex and who hasn't had sex from from looking at people, right. you would all have to voice the fact that she's a lower valued person because she has had sex. Right? Because you, you can't you can't just say you can't just say I'm a virgin, right? Yeah, that has but it only has value if other people around you don't have that thing to claim as well. Right. So now you have to make it known that well I'm better than her because I've waited. But you're, you're not. not. I was so I was reading this article by um because again, as I was doing the research, a lot of stuff was um in my opinion, more like for the white people commentary. But I did find an article by mm-hmm. a black Christian woman and she was, and she's, and she's a Christian. So she was saying, um, the refinery, the refinery. No, article? it was like a Christian website. Okay. <laughs> okay. I had a really fine one. Right. And basically okay. she was just saying, um, so she says, as I mentioned briefly in my disclaimer, there is a ton of cultural baggage that gets ca- carted into Christianity and pawned off as gospel. And she lists some things mm-hmm. like how couples choose to run their homes, where a woman works, uh, what she chooses to wear, what domestic skills a woman um, has prior to marriage, and disqualify, disqualifying women from marriage based off their past anti-Christian activities. And like, I feel like I can relate to that more. Like I said, I can't, I can't relate to the tomboy thing because I just, I just can't. But I feel like this is mm-hmm. definitely something that like, I know Black women go through. Like, can you cook? Can you clean? You know, how many men have you been with? How do you dress? Like, you're wearing red lipstick, you fucking scarlet, Right. And it's right. just like, that is so tied into us. And we have to, like, we don't have to, but we really make it our point to point out all the things we're not doing to make sure that we are appraised, mm. you know, at the highest value. And the thing about it is, here's the rub, guys. That man gonna cheat. <laughs> and he gonna cheat with the girl who has a hundred bodies, who can't cook, who can't clean, and who be in the streets. And this is no shade to that girl. Because guess what? That's me. I can cook though. Because I like it. I like it. That's the thing, right? I can cook because I enjoy cooking. Right? Yeah. So if I'm eating, you eating too. But I don't cook because I want to get a man. Because that's mm. crazy. Right? Um, so it's like, and the and I think what, I sent you the art, I sent you that TikTok because the lady saying it made me laugh. And it was probably a laugh of discomfort because I just felt she was so real about her. Like, I feel like I've never heard a pick me say it. I've never heard a pick me say they're miserable because they're a pick me. And she was very open about the fact that the Christian to pick me pipeline has not served her well. And I feel like a lot of of pick Mm. me's doubled down on it. And it's just like, listen, sister, I'm with you. You don't got to do this. You don't have to double down on this. You're not happy. It's okay. It's not your fault. Patriarchy is fucking tough. It is really hard to climb out of. It is really hard to find a way through it. It's okay. And also what I find interesting, right, is like when you do these pick-me-isms, right, you are 
separating yourself from people, you're putting other people down and you're doing all of these things, you're not actually coming in as your authentic self because you're not leaving space for your partner or whoever you want to choose you to actually get to know you. So now that's where the rub, where so many relationships fail, right? And this is men and Mm -hmm. women. Because like the pick-me-isms in men, like we, many, every woman, white, black, brown, green, they can all, they know a man that said, I'm not like other Mm -hmm. dudes. And come to find out you are exactly like every other do, but maybe slightly mm-hmm. worse, right? Because you don't come up, you don't come in and show up as your authentic selves. And I think this is something that women have picked up from men because there are so many times where you, you meet this man, like we all say like, well, we don't know. Cause on three months in, this is only your representative, like whatever, Stop that by showing up being authentically yourself. But I like we do get this from men because they come in, they act as if they have more money than they do. They act like they're more um, caring or just something else. They always like come in. What I find to be true, I will say, is they'll come in trying to find what you like to get it in. But not on a way that like, oh, let's be a common ground. I want to I want to get to know you. They like actually have these false narratives of who they are. So then when you get into these relationships and you choose each other and now you're like and you actually get to know the person, you're like, who the fuck mm-hmm. is this? Who the fuck is this? And now you have a relationships fraught with so many insecurities and and fucking gaslighting and all of these things where you're just like constantly navigating and in some ways compromising your worth and your values of who you are to fit into these like ill-fitted relationships from the beginning and I think that's where we can all just like just stop so like I, I read this refinery article and I found this this snippet to be funny and also the problem for many reasons and it says a running joke about the dating world is that the bar is so low that it's in hell perhaps pick me behavior is a direct response to the state of the modern dating market today there is such an overwhelming sense of competition when it comes to finding a partner especially on dating apps where as of 2021 323.9 million people are said to have an account with so many people looking for love it can be difficult to stand out from the crowd As a result, some people adopt a pick-me attitude in an attempt to make themselves more attractive to potential partners, says Alderson, um, who is a, a dating matchmaker. The increase in requirements for finding the perfect partner over the years across dating apps and profiles alike has played its role in pushing pick me behavior to the mainstream, though it may seem like engaging in it will give you a greater chance of achieving relationship. You're setting yourself up for potential unhappiness and failure by feeling pressured to maintain the perfect the perfect persona. Here's the thing I find with that. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you guys know who Demetria Lucas is. Maybe she'll be my peep game. But she used to be a dating and advice, um, I don't know, a dating advice girly. Um, and she said that what what women did wrong was in the 90s believing that there was a shortage of good men Mm. and I think that myth has predicated us to this point that we are now where you think that like there's competition in dating that there is like you have to stand out from the bunch and all of that it's like no this is a like dating should be a mutually Although it is absolutely motherfucking exhausting. Dating should be a a mutually beneficial thing. It's like 
you, I think that we put so much pressure on dating and people are dating wrong anyway, that you're like, oh, I met this one guy. This should be my, my forever right here. This is it. Like dating should be, it ain't always fun because people are fucking unhinged, but I think dating should, it should, it, it's a numbers game. And everybody, you hear everybody say it's a numbers game. If you just like date to meet new people, to see if you have connection, to see if there's like a vibe or something going on, it will take the pressure off of us. Like the desperation on finding love. Like, I, I think that what this shows is like, like they're like blaming it on the modern dating scene. Like it's been, the dating scene has been the same, whether it was in the 1800s or now it's all been the fucking same. It's just like, you gotta find a person that's your person and lock in and build and it's all the same shit. But what happened back then is that we didn't have that many choices. We didn't get to like court people to like figure out what we want. And I think with that, I think that's where we find everything to be so difficult. Mm-hmm. Like your grandma didn't have, like your great grandma didn't have that many choices of like dating multiple men before she thought, before they thought she was a harlot or like you at tops probably had two, three, got two, three gentlemen callers and anything after that, if you're not married off, then they'll be like, Oh, well something's wrong mm-hmm. with that girl. Like now we have options. So like take advantage of the options and date safely and freely, but like, don't be so beholden to like, and I have been, <clears throat> and I'm guilty of this too. Like I'd be like, Oh, can he be, could this be the end? Like, uh, we locked it at like, mm-hmm. no girl, you don't even know who this man right. is. You don't even know who he is. Just like get to know people. Don't put like such a chokehold on, on finding forever immediately. Like it's exhausting. Oh, y'all not I tired? Think, okay. What you're saying is absolutely correct. And I just, uh, so I TikTok, this girl was talking about why she gets trapped like that. And she was saying, because like so many men want to have sex, right? Men want to have sex as if women don't. That's, that's the thing. They, they, they put it there again not all men but a lot of men they make they they lead with sex women like to have sex as well right so i feel like def- i know for me when i'm talking to a guy and we're having like actual conversation like we're talking about things that will always get me i don't care you know i like a medium ugly guy anyway but when it comes to like the the conversation that's what gets me because like i'm not currently dating or on any sites or doing anything to date in any way right but when i'm on a dating site and i'm talking to like 10 guys and it's just like what would you do if i was there which is such a scream okay (laughs) i would call the cops because why are you here you stranger and then you meet a guy who's like trying to like have a conversation about you with you like hey do you like plants and it's like what Mm. are you a normal person right i think for a lot of women like that seems authentic and maybe it is maybe it's not right but it's not sex and i think for a lot of us because we're exhausted like that's what gets our hopes so high like oh my gosh a guy wants to discuss things that are not sexual so like when those conversations turn sexual or when it doesn't work out with that man it's like kind of devastating because it's just like out of the 10 guys only one was about something real so 
someone actually showing up as themselves and trying to get to know you. Yeah, I'm like everybody, men, women, non-binary people, break the walls down, show up as yourselves because we're all exhausted. Men are the men I know. They're exhausted about the dating pool, which is why they are screaming into the podcast mics looking for a good woman, and the same thing with women, that we are just absolutely more fed up, and just, everybody just show up, like, what you say is absolute. that's the problem, because it's like, when somebody is, like, being quote-unquote normal, and, like, really just having a, like, getting to know you relationally, like, as a person, of course it's refreshing, because then you have, like, 10 other dudes sending you dick pics, that you didn't Always ask for. The dick pic. Look, this Always is a this is an actual excerpt from. A, a, I was talking to this guy. I'm not sure what app it was, and I I like tags. I ask silly questions because if I'm a silly person, so like if you can't handle me silly, then it's not gonna work out. Period. Right. So I asked this guy like, "How do you make your peanut butter and jelly sandwiches?" And he's like, "I forgot what his answer was." I'm like, "Well, do you toast the bread?" And his response was, like I said earlier what would you do if I was there? And I was like, I blocked him because <laughs> sir, the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about peanut butter and jelly. Legit. This is not, this is not right. A, Just a, this is not a metaphor. <laughs> do you toast your bread for your peanut butter and jelly? And it just becomes so exhausting so exhausting so exhausting i'm sorry i get off topic but i just thought about it and it no. just it triggered me because i just i i just hate it okay but i do want to talk about like simps and stuff like that because it's so weird how like the opposite of a pick me woman <clears throat> is not the is not is not the, the the opposite is not the same for a man right so basically for a simp they have it defined as a person who is desperate for attention and affection of some women, of someone else, someone else, of someone else. But really, when they say simps, they mean guys who are nice to women, which right. is so right. wild. Like, why is being nice to a woman being a simp? Like, what? Is, what are we doing, men? What are we doing? No, that's why I think white people wrote that because I don't think they know what simp is that is very like a black and brown culture well like a black AAVE that's why I was like there's no way a black person wrote this because the op the synonym to a pick me woman is a passport bro it's a Kevin Samuels type like those are directly correlated to one another a simp is not it's not the synonym to a pick me like a simp is a good a good man because like they say Russell Russell Wilson is a simp and I'm like because that man loves his wife and his children and his home life he supports them and and nurtures them and cares for them be actually fucking for real like why is that a simp <laughs> why is someone caring for their spouse something to laugh at because. The game is all twisted up. The game is all twisted up. The game is all twisted up. I want to say this too. Like, again, one of the reasons why I was like, I want to make sure we dis- I want to make sure we dissect the pick me rather than judge the pick me. Right? It's because it's not their fault. Right? Is this is not our fault as women? Like the patriarchy has been set up. It's been stacked against us. Right? So. The stakes are much lower these days than they were, let's say, 100 years ago, where, like, you needed a man. Like, at some point, you had mm. to be a fucking pick-me. 
honestly, that was your livelihood. Right. Like, you want to be able to support yourself and have a family. You needed a man by your side. It's just, it just was, is what it was. Even if you came from money, it wasn't an easy road for a woman to just have money. There had to be a man attached to it. So I, I understand where a pick me would develop, right? Look at me. I'm demure. Look at me. I cook. I clean. I'm I'm home every night. I'm doing these things for you. Because guess what? If I can't get a man, I'm fucking screwed. I am screwed. I'm right. a spinster. You know, it, it's, it's really a hell of high water for me, right? So then you have women who are judging the, the pick me, but you're not judging the patriarchy because that is the root of evil, mm. right? So you can't start with with the result of it you have to start with what caused it and even and even when when, when men when men talk about pick me's like oh she's a pick me why is she a pick me why does this woman feel she has to say it act this way because of you because of you right. because she sees that she wants to be a wifey she wants to be a wife wants to be these things and this is what you men are saying you want so if you're telling me the way to get a man is you know to get a high value man at that is to be in shape going to the gym my hair's always done i never talk back i'm submissive if you're if you want a husband you may feel like that is the way you get a husband like mm-hmm. your personalities especially cuz some for some people and and not to say all religious people, but for a lot of people, religion is a big factor in their lives, right? So if your goal is to get a husband, also to have sex, right? You have to play the game. Mm. And it's just like, you can't blame the person who is it's essentially victim blaming. And that's yeah. unfair because a woman is not going to do these things just organically, right? It's not like a, she woke up one day and said, I'm going to just down other women based on nothing fucking else. Like I just hate women. No, it's not even hate. It's I have to compete because these men are making me compete. And how do I stand out? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to hear those asinine things they're saying, and I'm going to check off every asinine box. And I'm going to make sure they know I'm checking off every asinine box so they can pick me. Yeah. Which is unfair. And I'm glad you said that about like, because I was like, you need to get curious when you're in these social situations and you see like a woman is doing like saying a lot of pick me isms, get curious with that woman instead of like bashing her and find out why, why do you think that, why do you whatever? I think also, I think there's a a little bit of, um, I don't want to say blame to go around because I think that's too harsh of a word, but other women cannot escape the fault of some of these women not feeling included in and supported as well. I mean, it's all misogyny. It's all patriarchy, right? But um, it's time to do our due diligence because yell at the tick the the tiktoks the twitter think pieces the instagram reels i say this every week guys we are not um, we are unwell and we're not unwell in the way that like it's just life and we're living it in like natural disasters and things caring we are unwell these are things that we can actually fix 
And yeah. And I saw another TikTok too where they were like being a daughter of a pick me or being a, a child of a pick me and how difficult mm-hmm. that is. And I was like, woof. Bow wow wow. That is yuck. Yeah. Throw up in my face. I was like, that that's that is a tough upbringing. Yeah. That is a tough up yeah. I forgot what episode it was on, but I was talking about like I don't know if this is a black only thing or, you know, whatever. But it was like I had one of my, my ex boyfriends came and my cousins were like, make that man's plate. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> no. He can make his own plate. Now, here's the thing. I'm I can be shy, right? So if it was like, babe, make my plate because I don't know these people and I'm shy, I'd be like, I got you. What you want? Point it out. Right? But I'm not gonna make the plate because I'm the woman and I want you to marry me. Because that's crazy. So when we talk mm. about like being a daughter or being raised by pickmies, it's just like you are just fighting an uphill battle. Because now you're seeing, you know, your mother, and I'm not, I can't speak for all women because I don't know all women. I don't know if everyone is having the same experience, but you're seeing your mother, like, give her all just to please a man who happens to be your father, right? Um, But it's like, who are they as a person, right? Who are they as a person? It's, it's giving servant. Right? Like, what do you like to do? What are you? I remember my mother, she would like wake up and iron her husband, who's not my father. She would like iron his clothes in the morning and pack his lunch because he worked at like 6 a.m. So he'd wake up at four to leave to go to work. And she'd wake up with him to go prepare him for work every day, whatever. And she had a job, she was working too. So then she would like be back in bed by five and sleep till eight. And I'm just like, what is happening? Why are you getting up? Why? And she was like, what's well, my husband? You're supposed to. And I'm like, I'm supposed to fuck up my circadian rhythm so that this grown ass man could get to work. I have a job also. Absolutely. What are we doing? Why am I messing up? I'm missing three hours of sleep to send this man off to work. He's a grown man. Right. And then it's like you and then you grow up thinking that's what it's supposed to be. And then here's the thing. Like I said before, sometimes you have a husband who is like really appreciative, right? So perhaps that I, I, I had a husband and he was just like, listen, I am so appreciative. So maybe, maybe some days he does it for me. Like that's our thing, right? Like he wakes up early and prepares my lunch and I prepare his lunch. And that's, we just enjoy that, right? But it shouldn't be obligation as if I have nothing else to do with my time, i.e. go to work my damn self. Right. Because everyone is not going to meet someone who who is appreciative of it. It's going to be expected. And now you have this doctrine that you're supposed to do these things. Why are you supposed to do these things? Yeah. And there's no and, and if it's and if you're doing it for someone who expects it of you, there's no appreciation. So you're gonna grow resentful. And you're gonna hate this thing you're doing for a lot. It's just, it's just, it, it just snowballs into hate and resentment, and that's not a good relationship. And now you've got the marriage you wanted, but you're miserable in it. Yeah. 
you know, this is my life. As you were saying that, I was like, right, we're raised to do this because especially if you have a pick me as a mom, right? So it may it may come as um, you know, daughters who feel that they are their mom thinks that they're in some kind of competition, but it's also how we're raised when especially when there's other men in the in the household where like all the women do the work and they cater to the man. Like this is what you think is expected of you because this is how you were raised to like you have to learn how to keep a home you know you and it's like no tell that man to he also needs to learn how to keep a home as well like let's but because your mom is a pick me and they want to like and I think we talk about this all the time in the black community about like how the the sons are like lorded in in god complex in the, in the household and it's like this is where it starts mm-hmm. this is where it starts yeah, yeah. stop that shit guys <laughs> y'all not doing these men you're not doing these men nor your future daughter-in-laws and grandchildren any fucking hell and, and that's the help. thing too like you know i've heard stories of like the woman will go to the mother of the man like on some womanhood shit like he's beating me <laughs> she's cheating on me right and the mother-in-law all she has to offer you even your own mother right i mean i i hesitate to bring up tina turner because she has made it very clear that the u.s has not supported her in her domestic violence situation and that's unfortunate because we do make a lot of jokes about it and it's fucked up because she was being beat by this man for years but even in, in the movie you see when she like called her mom for help her mom was just like her mom called Ike. Which was though, even as a kid, I said, that can't be correct. Right. Like it's fucked up. And it's just like, who the fuck? And then, then you have the quote unquote anti-pick me, right? Who now hates women because you never saw the support of women in that situation, right? Because you can be an anti-pick me and still prefer men because you've never seen the support of, of women. Mm. So you're not doing anything for the male gaze at this point. You just don't fuck with women because you never have support from them. Right. And that's a, that's and a, that's I don't know if it's even a pick me. I don't even know what you, what category that is even in. Just a man hater. I mean, a woman hater. I don't, I don't know. Because women are also misogynist. We, can, we also can be misogynist. Mm-hmm. And we are the biggest from terms of, of patriarchy. Like, patriarchy was established by the men. And then they were like, here, take it. And we were like, gimme, 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 gimme. And now they can sit back and watch this cat fight and watch us tear each other down. And they just get to enjoy the fruits of their, of their labor. Right. So it's really fucked up. <laughs> In conclusion, yeah. It's really fucked up. Because so who do you lean up. on? Who do you who do you lean on? And like I was saying in the beginning, it's like it's so hard to be authentic because everything feels like you're faking, right? Like I said, I enjoy cooking. I really do. I mean, not in the recent months, but that's my depression. But generally, I enjoy cooking and I will cook for my partner. And it's not because I, and I want them to enjoy the food, but I want anyone to I cook for to enjoy the food. So if I was in a better mental space and I had a partner, I would cook for them all the time. I've done it. Like, I mean, let me cook all the meals for you, right? And it's just like, by the outside world, is that being perceived as you cook for him? He's a, no, I cook because I want to cook, right? Or even like at a coworker, she dresses up every single day. Every single day. I've never seen her in like dressed down outfits. I don't know her reasons, right? But I can assume she just likes dressing up. Right? But to some it may assume right. she likes to dress up for men. 
Mm. And it's like, you can't even sometimes be your authentic self if it, uh, I mean, you can be, right? But there, you run the risk of being your authentic self and still aligning with pygmy behavior because you are just who you are. Like some women love makeup. They just love it. And it's not for the male gaze. They just like how it looks. And I right. was like, that's for men. It's like, no, I just like how my face looks when I have a, when I have a contour cheek. Right? right? Or it's like, I don't wear makeup. And it's like, not because I'm lazy. Not because I think men like natural women more. I just don't feel like fucking doing it. And it becomes this thing where you're having to always explain yourself. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because everyone's assuming it's for men. Because men are so fucking centered in our lives in all aspects. And it's tiring. And it's such trash. It is such trash. It is absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) It's... it's it's exhausting. it's exhausting. Especially when you're like a girl power. First of all, I hate that girl power shit. But like, if you're like, like, I fuck with women. I love women. And then you just meet one and you're just like, oh my God, we can't click. You just don't. Like, you are up the river deep. You've let me down, sis. And it's not her, and it's not her fault. It's not. But, it's just the way but the But who quirky, has the time the to quirky. dissect her past? right i'm not a therapist just give her grace <laughs> give her grace from afar i'd be like mm, there yeah. you go mm. damn so i guess damn we're ending this with more questions we are really ending this on a downer <laughs> no i'll say this like you what? said i think the most we can do first of all look inward okay if you find your, if you, if anything we said here suggests that you are a pick me on either side, because at this point we're all pick me at some point, apparently, right? If you find that the things you're doing is for men, right? Digest what we've said, internalize this yeah. and question yourself. Like, do I do these things for men? Why do I think having one and sexual sexual partner is a bad thing? Why do I think it's a bad thing, right? Why do I think a woman who is loud is a bad thing? Why do I think women who are quiet is a bad thing? Really, really find out what those reasons are. That's the first step. Find out if yeah. you're the problem. And don't bring my God into it. It's hard to separate the two. No, but some people blame things on God that it's just like not him. It's your misunderstanding of reading the book. It's your induction. Like I'm, I'm so sick of people putting so many things on God, baby. No, I guess, but it's hard. I mean, it is, but you got to see things for what they are. Love the truth is the truth is the truth. Because when it comes to judgment day, what side you want to be on the side that's right or the side that is righteous. Like I've been saying episode, that's a different conversation, right? It is. It is. But I because just, it really upsets me. You know what I'll say this? I was, I was telling my, my coworkers at work. I was like, in my, I was like, if, if, if at judgment day, the atheists are going to be the only ones getting into heaven because <laughs> they've been living their lives judgment free. Everyone, everyone oh. do you. Everyone do fucking you. Not a single judgment. It's going to be the Christians who are going to have to really uh atone for their sins and their judgments mm. and their hatred and their everything else because the power of the bible puts on a cape of judgment 
Like you feel embodied by it. Like, well, I believe in God. So I have the right to judge. I have the right to condemn. And that, and it says, don't do but, that. It literally and, says and not to do that. And a single person listens to that one. You know, the atheists are like, do, do, do what you want to do. Don't give a fuck. Leave me out of it. Um, I'm going to leave y'all with this. If anybody, <clears throat> if you want to see, because as you were saying this, if you want to see a display of pick within Christianity, I think it's season 12 of Married at First Sight. You have to watch the Chris Page debacle to really like get <laughs> to get a true understanding of how um oh I'm in the red how violent and um it is violent it is violent but how violent and how messed up it is that she's constantly blaming my God on the choices that she's making for reasons unknown to us but that we can speculate that we've spoke about within this uh, episode about probably not being chosen, being a dark-skinned Black woman, all the things that, you know, that have been put on you. If you want to see that play out in real time and how that can affect people, and I will say it is it is wrong, but, like, just watch Married, to Medi- uh, Married at First Sight season 12. It's on Netflix to see exactly what we mean because my god my god i hope i hope sis has gotten the help that she needed as you were saying that i don't know why because i remember judging her so harshly and i was like oh i should probably watch it back because what she really needed from us was compassion but all of the internet during that lockdown gave her nothing but judgment and like i said she when you when you're when your people are the same mindset right Who's going to tell you you're wrong, right? You you don't yeah. leave a marriage. You don't. You have sex with your husband. You submit to your husband, right? Like she was doing what she was taught is the right way to be in a marriage by yeah. other pick Yeah, by other pick and by men and by within men, the yeah. church. Because like, let's talk about the patriarchy that's within the, the Christian diet. Listen. I mean, that's, we don't have we time don't, for that. Don't. And I don't have the um the energy. <laughs> and we're at the end of our episode. So we hope you really enjoyed this. Um I hope my takeaways from this episode is compassion, um, understanding, and doing the work on yourself to really figure out who you are and how you want to show up in this dating world and not to be so desperate and and like beholden to like finding that person so like mm, I don't know holding it so tight yes yeah and as I'm speaking to y'all just this is not coming from a judgmental place as I'm speaking to y'all I'm speaking to myself as well because you can be in situations where you're not a pick me and you're dealing with this man and you pick up some pick me's you mm-hmm. know so yeah um peep game you yeah. got one? 
Oh, okay. And now it's time for peep game. Um, so I wanna That's <laughs> I wanna shout out this company, Flex and Fly. Um, we also met this woman at um the Moto Yoga event we went to a few weeks ago. And she has these like really, really amazing uh they're fanny packs, but they're like anti anti theft, they're made of real leather, they're very sleek, they're very like fashion forward. Um and the woman whose name I can't recall right now, I apologize, I'll find her name for you. She was just a breath of fresh air, like <laughs> in a in a intoxicating way. <laughs> like, um, you know, both me and Ty were pretty tired that day, but she was just like, Hi, beautiful. And it was like, Well, damn. Okay. Give me give me two bags. Yeah. Yeah, really hit we it. We were off. talking was- for such a long time because she was such she was ref- she was refreshing, right? And she felt like a real person who was not trying to sell me something. She felt like a real person who was saying who was saying things. And mm. I just, I liked I liked the genuineness of what she was saying. Um, they also so, so flex and fly is um, yoga in airports, and it's a travel wellness um, brand. And they also sell bags to travelers. So that's that's her that's her thing. Um, so I will link her website and her IG below. Um, so it can be be flex and fly. Yes, I don't know her name. She does not have her. Name I know. Her I am like looking for it right now, and I cannot find her name. Right, but yes, we will definitely link it. So guys, check it out. The bags are really cute. I think I'm gonna get me one. I didn't get one that day because poor. <laughs> also tired. I actually bought two. I got my mom one, and I got um uh, myself one, and I can't wait to wear them. Yes. And let's shout out the model that is Asia Thomas. Guys, if you haven't seen her IG, check it out. She was a model for me. And she just beautiful pictures. Beautiful girl. And I had a wonderful time. Because Ty, we Ty I see things in me we I don't see in myself. Fun. So. <laughs> and that's what your friendship should right. be about. Right. 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 <clears throat> Okay, guys, I have a cough in my spirit that I need to yes. let out. So I'm. we got to go. We got to go. Right. But we love you as always. And bye. bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pontificating Podcast with your girls. Uh, I am the Asia Thomas, uh, Seiki, and Sally, and your girl, I am Queen Ty. Please don't forget to follow us on Pontificating Pod. You can follow us, engage, 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 and like us on YouTube. We are at From the Burrows Podcast. Like, subscribe, follow, engage, and... Don't forget, we love y'all play cousins. 